My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 97. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. My name is Amy Porterfield, your host, and I am absolutely thrilled that you are here. Now, today is extra special because I have two guests, not just one. I have Josh and Jill Statton of ScrewThe9to5.com. You just got to love the name of their website, right? Now, this episode is extra special because we're going to be talking about how to create a closed Facebook group where you cultivate a community of people that are genuinely interested in what you're teaching inside your business. Now, it's a free group, and it's pretty amazing if you do it right. You're going to build community, build trust and affinity. You're going to become that go-to source, and you're going to build your email list and sell more programs, products, and services. It's an entire strategy, and we're going to break it down in the show. And I love how detailed Josh and Jill get about it, so I think you're going to find a lot of value here. Now, I actually re-recorded the intro and I wanted to record this after I did the interview because something really interesting came out of that interview. The conversation turned a bit and we started to talk about what happens when you build a business that you don't necessarily love and is it okay to totally change your business model and what that might look like. I know in my first two years of business, I created a business I absolutely hated I hate to admit that, but it's really true. I was doing social media consulting for big brands and small brands, and I wasn't enjoying the work I was doing, and I knew I wanted to do something else, and it took a lot of courage and a lot of faith, really, to jump into a new business model, and that's exactly what I did, and that's exactly what Josh and Jill have done over the last year in their business, so it's interesting to see what they were doing before and why they hated it and now what their business looks like and why they love it. So we're going to get into all of that in this episode. So Josh and Jill are actually returning guests on my show. They were in episode number 49, all about how to know if your idea is profitable. That was a really cool action-packed episode. Now you can get a little bit of their backstory there, 
But in this episode, we just dive right into the strategy. But I want to make sure you understand a little bit about what Jill and Josh teach in their own business. So they believe that you can take the skill sets from your nine to five job and transform them into an online business that you're proud about and that you actually really enjoy. So that's what their free content and their programs and products and their free Facebook group is all about. And they get into a lot of the online marketing strategies that you need to know to build your business. So I just wanted to set the stage so you kind of understood their business. So now let's jump into the interview with Josh and Jill. Enjoy. Josh and Jill, thank you so very much for being with me. I'm so excited to have you back. Yeah, I'm so pumped to do this. Almost a year since we've done this. Is it really? How like does time go inter- by so fast? Interviewersary. What? That's actually pretty smart. <laughs> I bet she totally practiced that, Josh. She was she ready did. to say that. Say it one more time. Just do it. Damn interviewersary. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what this is about. Now, you guys are so much fun to interview because we laugh through the whole thing, which is kind of my favorite type of interview. But we've got a serious topic today. We are talking all about how to use a Facebook group strategically. And you are the couple to go to. You've had some amazing success in this area. Yeah, I'm so pumped to dive into this because like I said to you before, I don't really think anyone's talking about how to use groups strategically. They're just saying, oh yeah, start a group and see what happens. And that's not what we're about here. So no, and, dive it, in. and you're using groups to list build, to mm-hmm. create community, of course, and relationships to yep. sell more and yep. to learn about what your audience actually wants you to create for them. Am I right? We use it for all the things. It's like, it's like the whole <laughs> package basically. Yeah. Okay. Crazy town. So this is, this is good. So let's start at the top. First of all, you have created a Facebook page for your business, right? So you have a Facebook page. Yes, we have a Facebook page, but, and I know I'm saying this to like the queen bee of FB, but pages are kind of dead to me right now. Whoa. (laughs) I know. I wasn't expecting that, but tell me more. Big statement straight off the (laughs) bat, because here's the thing, like, I know we'll dive more into groups, but with pages, you can't really have that sense of community. It's kind of like you're talking at them and yeah, they can comment back and forth, but there's not really any community interaction there. You know, like comments from fans are relegated to the sidebar and it's kind of just a one-way discussion. Whereas groups is so much more of a family atmosphere. So we can talk more about that, but that's kind of why pages are dead to me right now. Okay. So since pages are now dead, I didn't say that everybody just for the record, but Jill's feeling that. And so you've created yeah. a Facebook group. Now talk to me a little bit about the semantics around it. Like, is it a private group, a, a closed group? I need to know that kind of detail. Okay, cool. So it's a free group and it's a closed group. So I don't, I want people to be able to find it in a search, but I don't want them to just be able to join you know, all willy nilly. I want to be able to vet people. So I have it set to a closed group. Which means that if they're searching for anything related to what you're talking about there, they're going to find you, but they have Mm -hmm. to request access into the group. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I've heard this strategy before where some people have you opt into their email list. And then from there, you'll get a special link where you can get into their private Facebook group, but you're not doing it that way, right? No, I, I know a lot of people do that. That's not really my jam because I don't want to create a barrier between someone trying to join a community and surrounding themselves with people who get them. I'd rather just kind of, 
have a low barrier to entry. And then I know for a fact, once I get them in my group, if they're aligned with what we're trying to do, I can easily get them on my list. So I don't want to make them work for it. I just want them to come in, join, get value out of it. And then I can transition them into subscribers. I, I think also with that strategy, I mean, it, it clearly works well. People are growing their email list, but I'm just wondering the quality of those leads. Yeah. Like if people are um, just signing up just to get inside the group, um, you know, are they are they really a solid lead as far as, you know, you sending emails out to them? Do they actually want to receive those emails or do they just want to get into the into the Facebook group? Okay. And I see that once they get inside this Facebook group, if they like the group, they're thinking this is for me and then they join your email list, then you know, it's a really warm lead. So, yeah. And yeah. then they actually want to hear from us. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. Definitely. Now I talked about this a little bit in the intro, but tell me a little bit about what's the name of your group and what's it all about? Okay. So the name of our group is super creative. Just screw the nine to five community. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really flexing my creativity muscles there, but it's just a place where people can come to surround themselves with people who get them. Because here's the thing, when you're trying to start a business or you're really trying to take yours to the next level and you're kind of surrounded by other nine to fivers, they're not always going to get what you're doing. And one thing I've found and heard a lot from is people kind of, they subtly undermine you know, all these people and what they're trying to do and the changes they're trying to make in their lives. And then people feel really alone and they feel kind of chastised for it. Mm. So I made the group as a way to, you know, kind of surround yourself with people who get it and who are going through the same thing and who are chasing a similar dream and who are in that mentality and are only going to cheer you on versus, you know, kind of make little digs. Also, we we're, were finding it kind of challenging, uh, communicating with our audience. And so, um, starting a Facebook group kind of made sense because it gave us an avenue to be able to talk to people and find out exactly what they wanted. That was a bit of a challenge we yeah. had for a while was really understanding what our audience wanted from us. And we can talk about, you know, some of the strategies we use for market research in a second, but that was probably the main reason why we started it. Yeah. Okay. We felt like with our emails, we were just talking at people. There was no real back and forth. Okay. So we definitely need to talk about how you're getting that interaction, but before we mm -hmm. get there, how are you building this group? So where are you finding people to actually join your Facebook group? And I hope you're not going to say just your email list because there are no. some people listening <laughs> that don't have an email list yet. Yeah. We're actually quite crafty with it. Okay. Yeah. So we, we do a number of different things. The first thing is, uh, we place a link to our Facebook group everywhere. So we literally put it on our website. Um, we put it on our blog posts, on our podcast show notes pages. That's the first thing we do. The second thing we do is we have a like a, a custom domain name called screwcommunity.com. And if you were to go to that right now, it would redirect you through to the Facebook page. And so we'll get on podcasts, you know, like today, you know, I just mentioned screwcommunity.com. <laughs> um, didn't even think about so it. So smart. But that's just a, a real quick way of being able to, um, you know, get people into your community, into your Facebook group. Um, you know, what's some, what are some other strategies we use? Yeah. Well, allow me to break it down. So, <laughs> so like Josh said, we have a bar on our top nav bar on our main website that directs straight to the group. We have it in our podcast show notes. We have it in our welcome email for anytime anyone ever subscribes to our list. It's the second thing we tell them to do. We have it in our sidebar. We have it on all our thank you pages. We talk about it pimp it everywhere, essentially. So any features we do, I direct it back to the Facebook group. Any guest posts I write, I direct it to the Facebook group. All my social media bios point to the Facebook group. Everything we do drives people. 
into that group. One of the strategies I love, I was kind of doing some investigative work before we jumped on here and you had a podcast um, or an interview you did about a certain topic. So I love the topic and I clicked on it. I listened. You had a freebie for that. So I opted into the freebie related to the blog post. And when I did, I got a thank you page. And on that thank you page, you invited me to the Facebook group. And have you joined? Of course. (laughs) I mean, I'm the most active person in the group. Obviously. Hello. (laughs) But I loved that. I thought that was so smart. Like, you're right. You're getting in front of them everywhere. Yeah. You know how Pat is like, be everywhere? I'm like, pimp it everywhere. Pimp it everywhere. (laughs) You really should, you know, copyright that. Yeah, smart stuff. (laughs) I love that you say Pat, like everyone knows who you're talking about. She's talking about Pat Flynn, just for the record. And he has, he has a philosophy that you should be everywhere, which is really cool. I love when he talks about that because it's so very strategic and that's literally what you're doing with this. Yeah. For the group. Definitely. Okay. So now my first thought is that now that you have this group and you're growing it, how many people are in the group right now as a time of this recording? Uh, 5,800. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Less than a year. Wow. Okay. So you have 5,800 people in the group. And my first thought is, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed because I have to answer questions all day in this group to make sure this group feels supported. Like it makes my heart beat a little bit fast. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I think in the beginning, like when I first started, I started in April, 2015. And when I first started, I was in there all the time because I wanted that community to build up. I wanted it to have a real sense of family and belonging to it. So I was in there answering questions all day or a day. But now because it's really gained some steam and I've made it a point to connect a lot of members. Like if someone asks a specific question, I'm that weirdo who like knows everything about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, you should talk to Amanda about this. Or, oh, you should talk to Dustin about this. Or, oh, you should chat with Jacqueline because she does Instagram. All these kind of things. So I kind of connect people together and then the conversation flows from there. So I'm not having to sit there and, you know, spill the beans on every strategy we use or answer every question I also let the community chime in and I kind of, I hate the word empower, but I kind of empower them to help each other out and flex their credibility and their authority muscles. Okay. So this is really valuable because I do believe that, especially when you're starting about out a Facebook group, you should want to get in there really regularly and you're building up the group with the engagement. So you are going to be that central person that's bringing it all together. And Mm -hmm. I would say that as the group starts to grow, it is going to take some of your time in the beginning every single day to nurture that group. And I think that's how it should be. And then just like you said, now it's kind of taken on a life of its own where people are helping other people and you're connecting, but you're still that person that kind of knows what's going on in that group all the time. And I bet you know your avatar really well now. Yeah, it's been huge for that. I would say if there's a benefit apart from people joining our membership community, it would be the insight that we have on people now. Oh, you hear the language they use, the stories they tell, what they're worried about, where they're struggling. I mean, you know it all. So your marketing messages are now 100% on point. Yeah, I actually take note of the exact phrases they use. And I use that in either my emails or on my webinars for my pitches or even in in my sales copy. I just echo it back to them so that they immediately think, oh, 
it's like she's in my head. Amy, Amy, you said something really interesting before. You said when you're first getting started with, say, a Facebook group, you need to spend, you know, a lot of time in there. I think that just that's just like a general thing when you're getting started in business yes. uh, anyway. All you really have is your time. You know, you don't have a lot of uh, money behind you. You don't have staff behind you. You don't have a lot of resources. So all you have is your time. And, and so, um, you know, this is a great way of using that time to get it, to get to know your avatar and to also maybe kind of like prep some people to eventually become your customers as well. Yeah, I definitely think that's a great point. You know, when my my fear of, oh my gosh, all these people need supported, that comes from someone that I've been building a business for over six years and yeah. I've got all these other priorities that I'm trying to get to. But if I was just starting out, oh, I wish I did this when I was just starting out because <laughs> Me too. you do have the time to and to yeah. really learn about what your audience wants. I just can't imagine how golden that would be right from the get-go. Now yeah, tell me this, huge. one of the fears that I know my students would have if they were going to do this kind of strategy is that they get in the group, they've got a few people that are joining now and there's like crickets. They're the only yes. person that is actually doing the talking. How do you get yeah. around that? So that's actually the biggest fear I hear when people are talking about, should I start a group or not? So there's a few things I do to really ensure, especially in the beginning, because it was kind of the same way for me. Like I had a list and I had my page as well, obviously. So I had kind of a, an initial upkick with members, but not everyone wanted to chime in straight away. So what I would do is I would ask specific questions. I'd try to get to know them and I'd always kick it off myself. So I never waited for them to do the talking. I kind of put myself out there and then it kind of encouraged others to chime in. They didn't just want I mean, it would be so awkward if I was just sitting there talking to myself the whole time. They're like, oh God, let me help this poor girl out. So, um, and also I shared little behind the scenes snippets of what was going on with Josh and I, or I would share like weird little facts about myself. I just, is essentially icebreakers. I really just tried to lower the barrier. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I don't want to be the first one to talk. I was just like, I'll talk your ear off as long as you let me. I think, I think you also <laughs> stuck to one really important rule. And that was that you didn't promote there was like there's no promotion in fact even today like we rarely um uh, we rarely promote directly uh, you know our products that we have um you know we do that in we we promote our free content essentially uh, so mm -hmm. we never do that i think you did that at the start you really were genuinely interested in talking to people and and asking you know what's going on with their businesses and maybe how you could help as well that was one thing i definitely noticed okay oh, so thanks. that's a great point oh thanks josh that's a sweet sweet <laughs> Isn't little thing he the sweetest he is ching brandy boy. <laughs> boy for the husband so that reminds me so you do not promote heavily in this group however this group is very profitable for you. So yeah. let's talk about that. First, I want to talk about the polls you do and how you learn what your audience wants and what to create for them in terms of freebies. What does that look like inside the group? So, um, you know, you were saying before, the thing is when you have a Facebook group, you get to, you get to kind of like look and sort of hear what people are saying. So what we would do is we'd take a look at all the main things people were talking about. So people were talking about like running webinars or running Facebook ads or, um, sales funnels, sales funnels copywriting. or copywriting or anything like that. So we basically created a list of all those different, uh, interest areas basically. And then we took, we would take maybe three or four and run a poll on those. And the poll would be really simple. It'd be, what are you most interested in learning about? Because uh, we want to, we want to create some free content around this. And then we'd put in four of those interest areas. Then people would just go ahead and vote on those. Um, then what we would do is after that, that would be the beginning of 
you know, our marketing plan from that point on. We would take the most voted for interest error and we would basically go from there. Now, how do you get people to join your list? Like what specifically does that look like inside the group? Okay. So once we run our poll, we take that interest area and we start to create like, Josh calls them read magnets, but they're essentially just like redonkulously in-depth blog posts. So the read magnet is used to attract people onto the site from the group or our list or wherever. Um, We run ads to it as well. And we start to um, get them ingesting our content. And then we use really hyper-specific lead magnets. So for example, one of the first polls we ran the clear winner was sales funnels. People wanted to learn how to create a sales funnel. So I wrote a post called how to create a dangerously effective automated sales funnel. And then I posted in the group saying, remember when you said you wanted to learn about sales funnels? Here you go, have at it. And then the lead magnet off the back of that was to steal the emails I use in our sales funnels. So a lot of people are like, well, what do I say? So I was like, well, opt in and get my emails and then just tweak it and apply it to your own business then off the back of those lead magnets. So that's building our list, right? And this is hyper-specific to people who are super interested in learning about sales funnels. Then off the back of that, once they opt in, they're presented with another page and it goes through like three things you didn't know about whatever. And it's related to sales funnels again. And at the bottom of that, we pitch a one-time offer for our mini course called The Perfect Sales Funnel. And that actually sits inside our monthly membership community, Screw You. So we fracture out our courses and we create sales funnels around that based on the interest areas from inside the group. Does that kind of make sense? It does. Now, I need to add a link. Like, I want to add a link to one of the, I call them epic blog posts, your read okay. magnets. So I'm going to add a link in the show notes to that lead magnet or to that article. Cause sure. I want people to go through this funnel and kind of see, cause I was really impressed. That's kind of how I started with the article. So you got me right away. And I forgot to mention that then I did see that $19 offer. So I'll make sure to include that in the show notes, but I was going to, what were you going to say, Josh? Cause I was going to ask another question. I forgot what it was. Oh no, mine was just kind of continuing on you know, what Jill was saying. So basically we're, we're warming people up inside the Facebook group and then we're giving them an opportunity to read some free content, again, building more value. And then if they decide that they want to upgrade, they'll take up the lead magnet. And then the next, um, the next step is basically transition them into a customer. So that's the process that we take. It's, it's a gradual warming up process as opposed to like the hard sell. Like we're not going to push our products directly into our group. Okay. Your email list must be really, really hot. I mean, you have qualified these people multiple times. They're in a private Facebook group. Then you don't Mm -hmm. just get them right on your list. You send them to that Epic blog post where they get to learn more. And then you invite them. Hey, if you want to dive deeper, here you go. And so it's been pretty good. Like they're kind of awesome. (laughs) I bet it's extremely responsive. Now, the other question I had, now I remembered what it was, is if I were to buy that, let's say $19 mini product about sales funnels, am I joining your membership site? No. So that sits on a standalone membership site where they can only access that course. However, if they do take up that product, then they'll eventually get pitched to join Screw You and get access to all the courses and all the training and the support and the coaching calls and all that. Now, I know this is a little bit off topic, but you've built your business model around membership sites. So can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah. Okay. So your membership site is called what? 
It's Screw really you. creative. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Okay. Screw you. As in like university and not screw you, not, Amy. Not screw you, Amy. <laughs> I was a little bit afraid there. You. Okay. So screw you as in university. And tell me about this membership site because you haven't always had it. And what I love is the story of why you wanted to create it. So can we kind of get into that? Because it's really interesting. Of course. So yeah, Screw You is a, it's a monthly membership. So you pay a monthly fee to be a part of it. Uh, you get access to uh, a, it's, it's a forum, but it's a lot more than a forum. It's basically like, like a standalone version of Facebook plus a whole bunch of other stuff. So you get access to training. Uh, we're constantly updating new courses inside of there. Um, then right now we're running two monthly calls. So the first one is a Q&A call where you get to get on with us for an hour and a half and we just we just jam out. If you have any questions, we'll answer them live on air. And then the second monthly call is Hot Seas where we'll pick four people from the membership and bring them on for 15 minutes and, and really jam out one-on-one uh, -on -one with their business. That's really valuable for a lot of people listening in on the call too. Um, so the reason why we started Screw You was so we, Screw You actually used to be a standalone course, used to be a program. And uh, what we realized is that it wasn't really our strength to sell a, a standalone product, you know, month to month. We were kind of finding it a little bit stressful starting at zero every single month and having to sell from that point on. And so we came across a the membership site model uh, through Stu McLaren, um, who's an awesome guy, by the way. Yes, and, he is. Um, yeah, and, and so he he suggested it to us and he also gave us some some uh, ideas on what technology to use and stuff like that. And as soon as we started it, we got great a great response from our audience and we realized that it was perfect for our personalities because we love to grow audiences, we love to grow communities and, you know, that's the main reason why the Facebook group is so powerful for us as well. Also, it took away the stress that of always starting at square one every month. Like that was the one the major factor in us moving from one-off digital products to continuity was we hated being like, okay, sweet. We made whatever this month. Oh, it's February 1st and we've made nothing now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yes. the stress of that was just killing us. And I think, I mean, Josh only highlighted some parts of screw you, but I think we really try and make an emphasis on the community. So that's a huge part of it. And I know I've shown you through, um, screw you. I think I, Took yeah. You tonight. Yeah. And, um, so we have this element called you cruise, which are local based mastermind and discussion groups. So that that's kind of another feature of it, which really helps again, to surround people with, you know, surrounding your, our members with people who are doing the same kind of thing and are close to them geographically. So they actually feel like they have a in-person community. Well, that's really cool. I know a lot of people are looking for masterminds and they mm -hmm. want to get in person with somebody because sometimes this online marketing world is so isolated. So yeah. now you're kind of bringing them together in their local communities. I love that. What I find interesting about your membership group that is, you know, I think a lot different than some other groups is a lot of the other groups are constantly churning out new content, new trainings, which is a great mm -hmm. thing. And you have trainings inside your program, but yeah. I feel like there's a huge focus on the community and the interaction and totally. getting your questions answered and just the conversations that it's kind of like this constant mastermind group that you've got going on. Definitely. Like we do not, we don't say, 
a new training released every month. Like that is way too much pressure on us. And that's not kind of the community we want to run. Ours is very high touch. So you have a lot of access to Josh and I and the rest of the community. Um, and it's, we're just there to help you in any way we can. So there's not so much, I mean, like you said, we do have the training element to it, but that isn't the central focus. The central focus is more the discussion, the conversations and the community. Now, when you create a funnel for your own business, so like Mm -hmm. that mini training about sales funnels, does that find its way inside your membership site? Yeah. So everything we do, we call it the octopus analogy. It's kind of, we learned it from James Schramko. So his whole thing is you have your core offer. So for us, that would be screw you. And that is the head of your octopus. And then you have all these quote unquote tentacles, which are act as your sales funnels and different ways into the membership. So for us, we just fracture out our courses from inside screw you that we're creating anyways for our members based on the feedback we got from the Facebook group. And then we sell them as standalone products to give people a taste of what they could get if they join Screw You as a whole. That's awesome. I feel like you have a really solid strategy. And just because I know you two personally, I have seen such a huge shift in how much you enjoy your business now based on just like, yeah, I could hear it in your voice. I know, I know when you launched this, it was like a huge weight was lifted off your Mm -hmm. shoulders. And what I want to say to that is I have a business dramatically different than yours. So I do my launches and I have my automated programs that are through webinars and all that good stuff. And that's a whole different type of model and it works for me, but it Mm -hmm. didn't work for you and you knew it. And I feel like so much of what we do, we have to remember, it's not just here's how I'm going to make money, but am I going to enjoy this and can I keep it up? And I feel like that took a lot of confidence for you to say like, I can make money the way Amy's making money, but I don't want to. Yeah. And I think that was probably our biggest uh, revelation of 2015. Like we realized that we were just kind of following other people's business models because, oh, look at Amy. She has seven figure launchers or, oh, look at John. He makes whatever every month, you know, like John Lee Dumas. (laughs) You know, it's just not me and you on this call, right? (laughs) How's Sally doing? Have you talked to her lately? (laughs) You know what? She... (laughs) Um, so one thing we had to realize is, yeah, that might work so well for these people, but it doesn't light us up the same way. And we don't want our business to feel like a chore. So we really had to kind of figure out our strengths. And I think the insight from that really came from the Facebook group and realizing, damn, we're really good at, (laughs) at building communities. Yeah. I I mean, I also think that money is a good indicator as well. I mean, if you're not making you know, the, the kind of money that you feel like you should be making and it doesn't feel right at the same time, then it's like, okay, maybe you need to shift gears a little bit and focus on a different type of model. The thing is like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know about different types of models, Yes, you know, like, like the membership model is like a based off the continuity model, which is like every single month you're, you're charging a subscription basically. Um, so a lot of people aren't aware that that's actually a possibility in, in many different industries. You know, there's lots of people inside of screw you now who are just starting to understand that maybe they can create a membership site in, in many different types of niches. For example, uh, one of them is Jess is, Mm. um, she is a, into crochet, crocheting, right? Yeah. Crocheting. No. <laughs> he calls it croquet. And I'm like, it's crocheting. It's crocheting. It's not, not crocheting, not hitting the ball through the, through the things, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So she's in the crochet industry and she's just started a membership site in that because she understands now that a lot of people in her industry, they want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of like-minded yeah. crocheters. <laughs> 
Are you part of that group, Josh? I, I actually am. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jill? Well, I was just going to say there's so many other oppor- um, examples as well. Like we have teachers inside the membership that are now starting their own membership community, selling lesson plans on a monthly basis or giving support to other teachers. Um, there's a guitar player in there who's doing the same kind of thing. Like there's artists and I mean, the options, they're just endless for this kind of model. Now you don't just te- teach this model though in your group, right? No. Okay. No. You have other models as well. I was going to say, because I have heard many success stories come out of your membership site of people doing so many different things in models for their own business. And I think that's the biggest lesson here. I know we came on here to talk about Facebook groups and I do have a few more questions before we wrap up, but I love that you've pointed out there's not just one way to do this and you yeah. can get creative. There's a lot of different ways to create consistent revenue and in continuity in that. So I feel like you guys have just landed on what works for you. So a big kudos to you because that's not always easy to do, especially when what you were doing was working, just wasn't working Mm -hmm. the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't jive with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't light us up. So, okay. So let's jump back briefly to this Facebook group. And I want to talk about a few of the do's and don'ts with Facebook Mm -hmm. groups. Like what do you see really working well and what should I kind of steer away from? Because I really like this idea, but I know there's some mistakes that I could easily make and having a Facebook group won't be so much fun anymore if I do. Yeah. (laughs) So as a moderator, you mean like as the owner or as someone participating? As an owner. As the owner, I feel like people don't show up. I feel like they're not consistent in it. And I feel like that in itself is one of the biggest aspects of this. Because if you're going to have a community, you have to be present in it. You know, you have to be consistent with it. You have to show up and give your time to people because that is what community is all about, the connection. I also think being yourself. So I definitely get things wrong in my group or I am not afraid to, you know, put my failures out there or talk about something that's working really well or share a really embarrassing photo of myself or (laughs) anything like that. I just try to keep it real as much as I possibly can. And I feel like that is where that connection really builds is when people feel like you're being genuine and honest and sincere with them. And that connection they have with you is real. Do you think also, Joel, that maybe one thing, one big mistake, a lot of group owners make is that they try to automate all of their posts. So using something like meet Edgar, for example, to automate everything, like they'll literally schedule, you know, Mm. all the things, three posts a day on their (laughs) Facebook group, but they're not actually showing up and posting it themselves. I I think it's actually having a a pretty negative effect on those groups actually. Well, here's the thing. So I use meet Edgar in my group, but I only have one post a day that goes out. So I have like Monday mantra, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday Q and A, follow Wait, Friday. What's Wednesday? Wednesday. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday. Like, uh, did you just skip that one? Didn't want to like, really. La la la. It's just hump day. MBD. <laughs> Wednesday. I like it. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> themes are good because that's another thing. Here's something that my students are going to start thinking about. Okay, I want a Facebook group. I want to be active in it. But are you telling me I got to think of content every single day? No. Definitely not. Okay. And I also think like having these theme days and really diving into what your perfect audience would want to talk about. Like I know that in our, like for us, I know that a lot of people, mindset is a big thing. So Mondays we kick it off with a mantra. A mantra. I know that the tech and software side of things is huge because we're running online businesses. So I know they need tools 
tool recommendations or software recommendations. I know that I desperately want to celebrate other people and give them a platform. So that's why I put the wins in there on Wednesday so that people can share what they're doing because it's so important to celebrate the small and the big wins, you know, to see like how far you've come. Then Thursday, I know that people are itching to have questions answered. So I facilitate that. Then Friday, again, I give people a platform to kind of pimp their stuff out. And then Saturday is like weekend warriors. So it's just like showing your office setup of the day because a lot of people are still in their nine to five. So they use the weekends to really buckle down on their business. And then Sunday is my favorite and it's Scroopy Sunday. (laughs) So our audience calls themselves Scroopies. And so I facilitate a discussion where people shout each other out and they say why they're grateful for another member. And that just really helps to lock in that sense of family. One thing that keeps coming to mind is that you do a lot in this group and I know it's, it's you and Josh. So he probably does a lot of the back end no. stuff when you're, you know, yeah, yeah. the face of the group. He does not come into the group whatsoever. Really? He's like the wind there. No, that's not his. And it's not, not his thing. And that's something that I think you guys need to talk about more and more about just knowing what you want to do and what you don't want to do. So mm-hmm. because you're so active in the group, Jill, I know that it's got to take a good chunk of your time. However, yeah. I also think two things. One, in the beginning, this is especially for people that have never done this, you're going to feel like it's taking too much of your time because you're probably not going to see an instant return on your efforts and time. But you stuck with it. And now I would say the time you spend in this group is totally justified because the back end, the fact that you're growing your list and you're selling a lot of membership sites because of it is just like, it totally makes sense then. Well, yeah, it's, it's honestly one of the biggest drivers of turning free members into paid members, because here's the thing. I also have all my paid members in there who come in and they share their wins and they're like, if it wasn't for screw you, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about the membership site. So they do the marketing for us essentially. So I never have to really push screw you in there because they do it for me. And then that word of mouth is such sheer power. Okay. So here's a question I have for you. How is the, the closed free Facebook group, how are those conversations different than what you need to create in your forum in the paid membership site? So for me, at least like people answer each other's questions all the time, but for us, we really don't go super in depth or give like crazy detailed feedback in the free group. We save that for paid members. Okay. It, it's more, it's more like support, right, Joe? Like you're, yeah. you're there um, to offer support. I'm more like a cheerleader in the free yeah. group without the pom-poms. In the free group. Yeah. yeah in the free Get group. Get some pom-poms. Yeah. I know. I know girl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super fun. So you're more of a support, but like kind of give me an example. Cause I feel like I could get a little confused in that area. Okay. So for example, one of the posts today, someone was asking like, can you help give feedback on my ebook cover? And there's loads of comments from other people. So I don't really need to chime in on that. So I'm going to save my opinion for people who are actually in the free group or sorry, in the paid group and are asking for detailed feedback. So for example, there's a girl named Jess Fisher in there and she has a subscription box service called Foxy Boxes. How fun is that? (laughs) And now she has a program that she's launched, which is like how to create a subscription box service. And she was asking for feedback on her sales page. So I went through her entire sales page, ripped it apart, rebuilt it and gave her like detailed feedback. I would never do that in my free group. Perfect example. Okay. Now I totally get it. So that's how I kind of really differentiate. So I'll be 
I'm like, they call me Mama Jill because literally I'm just like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you get to know these people so intimately yes. in, in both situations, the free private group and also your membership site. Like you are yeah. truly a great example, both of you, of knowing your audience so intimately. I bet when you go to events now, you meet so many people that are in part of those communities. Well, we live in Mexico, oh, so that's not right. too many. You guys are a little bit hard to reach sometimes. But hopefully soon, yes. <laughs> okay, so for a final question, there are some people listening that are saying, this is a great idea, but I am not ready to start a group. But I yeah. really want to stand out in a group, and I like Facebook groups. So how can you really stand out in a group, maybe if it's not your own? Well, I think this is so huge because I actually don't think everyone should start a community. I only think you should do that if that falls into your wheelhouse and you have an active interest in putting in the time and the effort for it. So if you really want to use Facebook groups to build your business, but you don't want to start one, I think there's a few things you can do to really stand out and get noticed. So we have a few stars inside our free group. So one of them is Amanda Bond and she was, she is a screw you member, but when she introduced herself, or sorry, when she participates in the group, she shares non-stop mad knowledge. So she's a Facebook ads strategist and she runs our ads and then a, a few other brands. And she comes in and she shares detailed steps of like how to optimize your conversions for blah, blah, blah. I, these are, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she talks about. I'm just like, do it for us. <laughs> and um, she'll share detailed step-by-steps with pictures and like examples. She goes so in depth and she gives so much of her knowledge away just for free. And then everyone in our group just loves her. She stands out because she's never taking, she's only giving. And so she's now become this go-to in that community for everything FB ads strategy. Plus her roster of clients is just filled up like that because wow. of her presence and being tagged all the time. People tag her in other groups. Like she is just really built up a brand for herself just by really giving 110% in a Facebook group. Now, another strategy I think, so give more than you take. Another strategy I think is super important is your introductor, introduction post. So most people you know, they talk about themselves and they go into this long winded novel yes. length post of like, let's just say that right away. That's a don't in any Facebook group. When you have like yeah. 20 paragraphs in a post, no one's going to read it. So true. Yeah. And, and I can't handle when it's not spaced. I'm oh like, yes. I need spaces. Format. Okay. <laughs> so, so one of, um, one woman who joined my group kind of like back in 2015, um, she introduced herself in two paragraphs and she played a game. She's like, this is one of my favorite games. It's three truths and a lie and like listed out four different things. And she's like, guess which one is a uh, lie? And it was brilliant. something like, I got, I got charged for abduction and like I oh make gosh. two meals a day or like my, and it was so crazy. Like the thread blew up and people are like, oh my God, Bashra, you're so funny. And this is the best game. And which one was it? Like, I was like, tell me which one it was. <laughs> that is, and everyone needs to steal that. Next time you introduce yourself in a private yeah. Facebook group or any community, do the three truths, one lie. I love that idea. It was so smart. And so she instantly stood out and she's become kind of the go-to for all things persuasion and psychology in that kind of sense. So I think also my third tip would interact would be to interact in 
other people's posts, like really chime in, help them get something out of it. And they are instantly going to be attracted to you and you will stick out in their mind. It's all about relationships and not making it about yourself. I see so many people come in, blast the group with photos that have their URLs on it or their friggin' Twitter profiles, like whatever it is. And you're like, you're talking at them, not to them. And that is such a key distinction because when you're in a community, it's much more give, give, give than it is take. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you can really focus on that, then you'll have so much more success with trying to stand out in these Facebook communities. And you won't have to manage your own. You can just be a star in like two to three groups. You're so right about that. And I wanted to go back to the one about, you know, uh, giving more than you take. And there's some Mm -hmm. subtleties that I've noticed. I have my own private Facebook groups, but they're for my paid programs. Mm -hmm. And once in a while, there will be someone that pretends like they're giving, but it's so very obvious that they're taking. And one example of that is that when someone asks a question, they'll say, you know, Sally will ask a question about X, Y, Z. And the comment of this person will be like, oh, I can help you with that. I'll private message you. Oh, I hate that. I knew you were going to say it. And I almost wanted to cut you off and be like, don't tell me she said to PM her. (laughs) (laughs) It is just as, as an owner of the group, I'm offended by that because one, you're holding back your information and two, you're obviously trying to get a client. Totally. And I'm like, yo, I get that you're here to build your business. I want you to build your business. I just want you to benefit the rest of the community and not be all like, hot tip, we get it. We see what you're doing. You ain't that slick. (laughs) (laughs) So just be really careful of that. And some of you might've done it before and didn't really have that intention. Like Jill and I feel like it, what it looks like. Just be careful to make sure you're constantly sharing your best stuff for free. Don't keep it behind the PM because that feels very weird and a little bit slimy. And just make sure that you're in there for the right reasons. And it always, always comes to the forefront for us. Like I know the names of the people in my group that are the leaders and I always think of them. And even uh, here's an example. There was one gal in one of my groups and her name's Leslie. And she just kind of made herself in my Facebook 101 jumpstart program. She kind of made herself the leader of that program. She's just helping everyone in the private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in that group daily. And so I love that she's so helpful. And I told my assistant, Travinia, I need to know more about this girl. She's so helpful. I hired her to do some work in my own business. I'm thinking about hiring her for something else. I referred her to somebody else. So now she did some work for a friend of mine. Like we definitely see those people, right? Oh, totally. Like for example, exactly what you're saying. So Amanda Bond, who is a real star of Screw the 9 to 5 community, we appreciate that so much. She knows her stuff. She gets us such good results. So we're like, let's do a course together. So now we have a course on FB ads called Addicted coming out with her that the group is already like, oh my God, I can't wait because it's Bond's course and like they love her. That trust is already cemented in, you know what I mean? And it's, it benefits our business. It benefits her business and it benefits the community. There's so many great things that can come out of Uh, private Facebook groups when you really are there for the right reason. So it's so true guys. Thanks so much for this. This was full of great knowledge. I think the, my favorite part was about you guys changing your business model. And I think people are going to find immense value in your whole funnel that you've created. Because when you go through it, it's like you're doing a training for other people because we see exactly what you've put together that's working for you. So I have tons of links from your own content that I'll be putting in the show notes. Hope that's okay with you. Thank you so much. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> and tell everybody one more time where they can go to join your free Facebook group. Of course. It's just easy. Head on over to screwcommunity.com. Awesome. Thanks again, both Jill and Josh. I so appreciate having you here and I love you guys tons. Thanks so much, Amy. Thanks, Amy. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I have. I always think that Josh and Jill are so much fun to talk to. Also, I wanted to let you know that all the links we talked about here in the show are on my show notes. So you can get to that by going to amyporterfield.com forward slash 97. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.